Ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the spread, Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're all set to go against the spread on this week's NFL and college football cards as we enter into week number seven of the National Football League season. And lo and behold, what do we find? Three undefeated teams, three 5-0 teams all in action this weekend. We'll tear down two of those teams in our featured NFL Game of the Week. And with that, I want to welcome our co-host Victor King onto the show. Victor, hope you had a good week last week and you're looking forward to a better week this week. Absolutely. A very nice weekend. It's uh, excited to be a South Florida football fan because it's two a time down here for the Miami Dolphins. And again, Dolphin fans are very excited. Uh, we'll see what happens after their bye this week when Tua takes the reins finally. It's also fall classic time. The, of course, Dodgers with a 1-0 series lead winning uh, Tuesday's game one. And we also, Mark, have two conferences joining the party in college football this week. Two new conferences joining the fray. And we also want to congratulate you on hitting your first five-star NFL play of the season. And that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a dominant win over Green Bay in which they held the uh, NFL's number one offense to only, what, 201 total yards. A really nice call with that the five-star winner. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, Victor. And it was all the Tampa Bay Bucks in that football game who bounced back out of a 10 to nothing hole after the first quarter. And just really the onslaught began from that point thereafter. And it all opened up when Aaron Rodgers finally turned the football over for the first time this season on a pick six, no less. And then the next time Green Bay got the ball, he was intercepted again mm -hmm. and almost ran it back for a pick six. So that obviously took the wind out of the sails for the Green Bay Packers. Tampa Bay is feeling pretty good about themselves, and we'll see whether Green Bay can rebound this week or not. But you mentioned, Victor, in the world of college football, we've got two new players on the scene. The Big Ten and the Mountain West Conference are joining the action this particular weekend. Uh, sort of looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, we're looking to win all the five of the Power Five conferences are in play because then the table becomes even, becomes level, and we can handicap games the way we're used to. Uh, but as far as the college football season goes, Victor, what about an underdog report? Uh, I know you've been uh, sharing these numbers with our listeners out there, and I know they'd love to have an update this week. Now, overall, it was not a good week for underdogs in college football. 9-17-1 against the spread last week. It kind of brought things back down to earth a little bit. Still, on the year, 80-63-1, that's 56%. And, of course, that's not very bad at all. Conference teams even better at 59 and 42 against the spread. And here's your kicker. Conference home underdogs on the season. A very impressive 27-12 and 12 against the spread. That is 69%. There are 13 of them wow. going this weekend. That's conference home underdogs. It would probably be prudent to stay away from the conference home underdogs that are playing their very first game of the season, like in the Mountain West or in the Big Ten. But there's still a handful of other conference home underdogs in the conferences that have had, uh, heck, at least three, four, five weeks under their belt. 
So that's what's looked very good this season in college football. The conference home underdogs. We mentioned the Big Ten. We mentioned the Mountain West. And while I'm excited to see the Big Ten get back into action, they've basically made no room for error with this late start. You know, in an effort to get in as many games as possible in a limited window, the Big Ten has built no open dates into their schedule, unlike the SEC and the Big 12 and the ACC did. Uh, Through last week, the postponement slash cancellation rate due to the COVID nationally has been 10.6%. Basically, one out of every 10 games has been canceled or postponed. And Mark, if you apply that to the Big Ten's 56-game regular season slate, there would be anywhere from about six to seven games lost. So how much the COVID-19 could impact the league race and, of course, the league's college football playoff chances largely depends on which teams are affected and when they will be affected. But if you ask me, it's wide open for a team like the Ohio State Buckeyes, the college football door, uh, anyone else good enough to win the league and play all their nine games. And, of course, you, uh, these days in college football, you got to have a dynamic offense to compete in the college football playoff, and the Buckeyes certainly have that. Yes, they certainly do. In fact, they were our choice in the Playbook Football Preview Guide magazine this year to win the national championship in a matchup we saw featured against the Clemson Tigers that could well end up being the story by the end of the year. Buckeyes obviously have to take care of business between now and then. And likely, in most likelihood, uh, inside the Big Ten Conference, we're going to find teams that are going to miss a game or two because of the COVID situation. And obviously, the the executives in the college football playoff committee will be looking at teams' win percentage rather than the amount of wins they had for the year. But if I'm a head coach in the Big Ten Conference or any other conference, I'm just telling my team, focus on this week's opponent. Let's just get the job done one week at a time, and we'll see where the chips fall. I know they're very, very anxious in Columbus to get the Big Ten football season started this weekend. We're visiting with Victor King from King Creole Sports. Let's switch it over to the National Football League side of things, Victor, where the dogs have been barking here of late in uh, in the National Football League. Any numbers that you can update our listeners with as well? Well, first off, uh, even straight up was a good week for dogs last week. Six outright dog wins, eight outright dog losses. 9-5 9-5 and five against the spread for underdogs. On the season, we're now at 49-39-2 against the spread. Again, a solid 56%, just like in college football, I might add. Uh, the best situation this season, if you are, you know, end up just playing what's relevant in this season stats for NFL underdogs, 19-4 and four ATS in our database this season for all NFL road underdogs taking on any opponent coming in off a straight-up loss. It's a dynamic 19-4 and ATS record. There are four such road dogs going this particular week in that 19-4 and situation, and they would be the Giants versus the Eagles on Thursday, Jacksonville plus the points against the Chargers, San Francisco plus the points against New England, and finally Chicago plus the points against the Rams on Monday night, and that's that... Uh, very good 19-4 and four ATS situation. And when it comes to over-unders, it was only a matter of time, Mark, before the market started correcting itself in terms of totals. And, man, it happened last week as unders 
dominated in week six. Only four out of 14 games went over the total. Ten NFL games went under the total. In the early kickoffs, it started off, uh, I believe, yes, four and five over under. But from the late kickoffs and working its way into the night games, the last five games ended up going under the total. So again, week six ended up going four and ten overall, an average of 47.3 combined points per game. And that's about four points less than the uh, what the season average had been going into last week, which was 51.8. So uh, again, in a normal week, in a normal NFL season, 47.3 points per game is still a pretty high-scoring week. But in this uh, season of the overs, uh, we finally got our first market correction with significant more le- more unders last week than uh, overs. You know, Victor, that's a good uh, uh, parallel, if you'll if I'll draw, between the odds makers doing a correction to the over-under totals this year and finally catching up with it last week and taking it over to the opening comment about NFL dogs this season, in particular – the road dogs against opponents off a loss at 19 and four this season. And people will oftentimes ask me, will I continue to back those teams in that 19 and four winning run and for how long? And that's a great question uh, because we know as handicappers that everything returns to the norm. Yeah. There are corrections that and it returns to the norm because there are corrections made by the odds maker. And uh, the factor that it's not going to continue at this winning pace for the season. It just is not in the books. It's not going to happen. So what do you do with these 19 and four road dogs this week, the the giants, Jacksonville, Frisco, and the bears, Uh, are you going to ride that train and continue to keep going until it busts? Well, my answer to that is simple. I don't want to step in front of these teams because we don't know how long this 19 and four trek is going to continue. But I also am not going to back them blindly because I know that the return to the norm is coming sooner than later. So knowing that, the first thing I'm going to do is ask myself, is there still value in this play? Has it been, has it been compensated for by the odds maker? If there's value, I'll make a harder case for the play. But the bottom line to this whole thinking, this whole thought is this. By not playing the games, you save yourself the vigorous on a loss. And sometimes that insurance is more valuable than picking winners because there's nothing worse than losing 1.1 units as opposed to winning one unit. And then the odds maker wins. He's up that tenth of a unit because you made a play. So either look at the games and see, ask yourself, has it been corrected? Is there a value? Can I continue to keep moving forward with these teams? The answer would be yes. If there's not, and it's been overcompensated and corrected, I'll sit back, watch, keep my hands in my pocket, keep that play in my pocket and save the vigorous on the games. So that's how you look at streaks, guys. Look at the streaks for not only what's happening, and don't bet them on the blind, but get the microscope out. Just like a doctor with an x-ray machine, you put it up on the x-ray machine, you look inside the patient, and you see exactly what's going on. So what's going on with these particular trends that are in effect right now? The bottom line is always, when you leave your observation room, am I leaving with value in the play? That's my comment on what that happens to be all about. And one other quick comment here before we go to break here. Uh, I'm going to bring back up a, a favorite subject of ours last year, and we did so well with these. And it comes from our good friend, the Texas Tornado, who is reminding us that the most embarrassed teams in the National Football League oftentimes want to rear back and right the wrong the following week. 
And obviously, there are teams like the New York Jets, <clears throat> the New York Giants that may be embarrassed, and they're embarrassed because they're flat-out bad football teams, and they don't have the ability to do too much about it. But when you find a team like the Green Bay Packers last week who were flat-out embarrassed, you can rest assured that you're going to get a good effort from a team like this. So put the Green Bay Packers on your most embarrassed watch list this particular week and see what happens with these most embarrassed teams moving forward. We'll make the Green Bay Packers the play this week. Hey, don't go away, guys. When we come back, Victor and I, we're going to tear apart our NFL game of the week. It's a beauty between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans in a matchup of two 5-0 teams. We'll do that and hop out to Vegas when we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Only the Playbook Experts VIP Experience offers We Pay the Juice, Conflict Game Notices, Tokens Bonuses, SMS Alerts, and Genius Game Alerts. It's the only customer experience of its kind. To find out more about becoming a Playbook Experts VIP, log on today at playbook.com or call toll-free for more information at 1-800-PLAYBOOK. Become a VIP this football season with your Playbook Experts VIP membership. All new Playbooks tokens are here. Only at playbook.com can you earn rewards and get up to $100 in free Playbucks tokens to use as you choose. And with your Playbucks tokens, you can use them for Playbook Experts picks and selections. Plus, you earn 20% in free bonus tokens when you do. If you haven't got your $100 in free Playbucks tokens, do so now. Simply visit playbook.com and click on the tokens link. It's that easy. That's the all new Playbucks tokens waiting for you at playbook.com. You're tuned into Mark Lawrence against the spread. And now let's throw it back to Mark. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this week's college and pro football cards. And it's time for our NFL game of the week. And just a quick note here, we got a couple of comments from listeners wanting to know what happened to our college football game of the week. We have not been doing that this football season due to the COVID situation will most likely pick up on college football isolated plays once we get closer to or in the bowl portion of the season. But for now, we're going to be focusing in on an NFL game of the week on a weekly basis. And that game this week happens to be a marquee game between 5-0 Pittsburgh taking on 5-0 Tennessee. Victor, how do you see the over-under total shaking out in this battle of undefeated football teams? You just touched on it, a big-time clash of undefeated teams, 1 o'clock Eastern uh, tip-off uh, down there in Nashville. Steelers anywhere from a one-and-a-half to two-point road favorite in the game. A little bit surprising, considering that Tennessee is also undefeated. And for our over-under betters, it opened at 52-and-a-half. I'm seeing a couple of 52s. It's come down about a half point as we record the show here on Wednesday morning. There's even a couple of 51 and a halfs out there. So we're showing a little movement toward the under in this particular game. And if you're fans of either of these two teams, you love betting the over in their games and cashing with the over in their games. And I don't blame you one bit. I mean, heck, look at the Tennessee Titans. In their last 15 regular season games, dating back to last season, they're the NFL's best in terms of overs, 13 overs and only two unders in their last 15 regular season games. When you take a look at this explosive offense, you see they've scored, what, 42 points in each of their last two games. They've scored 30 or more in each of their last four games. We've talked about the Steelers numerous times on the show this season, 
and how we love going over the Steeler team total when they're playing at home. And again, who can blame us? They just finished a four-game stretch in which they scored 26 or more points at home in each of those four games. But let me say this. Pittsburgh is a different team when they get out on the road. And again, we haven't seen it too much this season because of the COVID and cancellations, as I just touched on. Uh, They've just played a stretch of four straight home games in a row. But I got to go back to this one. It's uh, highlighted uh, in terms of uh, my database, and it's the fact that while Pittsburgh might be a very, very good home over team, they've been the NFL's best under team on their own. In fact, over the last six years, all Pittsburgh regular season road games have gone 8-32 and 32 over under. But that's nothing. When they're favored on the road, those games have gone 4-21. and 21. And that includes a perfect 0-10 over-under in non-division play. So there you have it. 0-10 when Pittsburgh's a road favorite in non-division games over the last four seasons. Roethlisberger, when you take a look at his statistical splits, there's a big difference between his home and his away games. Uh, I'm leaning toward the under in this particular game. Yes, the series has gone 4-1 to the over in the last five meetings. And, of course, uh, we were on Houston, Tennessee as our over of the week last week, and I love me playing a Tennessee over and the game hitting nice and early and celebrating and all that. But this could potentially be a trap game, Mark. I've got a couple of things out of our database. For an example, I just mentioned that Tennessee's coming off two games in which they scored 42 in both games. Home teams in this situation have gone 2-10 and 10 over under since 2013 in last week's game it went into overtime against houston the final score was 42 to 36 this is 3 and 15 all time in our database all nfl teams off a straight up an ats home favorite win in which they scored and allowed 35 or more that applies to the tennessee titans this week again as we just touched on they are a undefeated team yet they're catching points at home undefeated home dogs in game three or greater have gone three and ten over under that applies to tennessee as well and one more thing we saw the gaudy rushing numbers last week for the titans uh heck who was it who broke the 94 yard run our man derrick henry in the third quarter right nfl teams who rushed for 250 or more at home the previous week have gone three and eleven over under in the last two years. We know the Steelers defeated Cleveland last week, thirty-eight to seven. This has gone zero and seven over under the last two seasons. All NFL teams off a dominating division win of twenty-eight or more points. That applies to Pittsburgh. This is the game where we take our stand, in which a lot of the squares will be on the over mark, but we're going to be going under. Make sure you find a line of 52 or more, and we're taking Pittsburgh, Tennessee, actually under the total. Victor goes under in the big marquee showdown Sunday between the Steelers and the Titans with a couple of pretty good defenses locking horns in the football game. This will mark, by the way, the only the third time a pair of 5-0 and teams have met in game six of the National Football League season. If you go back and you stretch this out and take a look at undefeated teams that are 5-0 and or better locking horns, it's happened five times. And favorites in those games have gone 4-1 and straight up. 
but only one in four to the spread. And in fact, if you take a look also inside those numbers, a visiting team in these matchups is two and three straight up and three and two against the spread. Now, what does all that mean? Probably little to nothing. But the bottom line here is this will be one heck of a football showdown on Sunday. We note about the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into this football game. Uh, they've held two of their three opponents, their last three opponents to season low yards when it comes to play on the football field. A very, very good defense is getting better and better with each and every passing week. The Steelers also happen to be 21-6-3 against the spread as non-division favorites when they're not favored by three or more points. Come on the flip side of this football game, you got the Tennessee Titans returning home off that big overtime win at Houston last week. The Tennessee Titans, if you take a look at their uh, what they're doing so far this season, they're scored 40 or more points in back-to-back football games, and I'm calling that out due to the fact that undefeated teams who do just that score 40 and 40 in their previous two games. They're undefeated in the season since 2000. They've only gone 5, 10, and 1 against the spread. And in fact, Tennessee themselves in games when they score 38 or more points, they're just 1 and 7 straight up and against the spread. I'm going to take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers side of this football game. I don't like laying road favorites very often, but in a win situation, Pittsburgh brings the better numbers, the better defense into this football game. And the clincher for me is the fact that Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach in his career, is 12-7 and straight up and against a spread against undefeated teams. And in matchups, when Tomlin Steelers and the other team is undefeated in these games, he's 5-1 and one straight up in ATS in those six matchups as we have here on Sunday. I'll back the Pittsburgh Steelers in this football game. Victor's on the under in the contest for our sides in our NFL game of the week. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas for one of our favorite segments on the show as we join in with our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com to get the Vegas vibe and find out what's going on in Vegas this week. Andy, I hope you had a good week last week, and I hope I know you're looking forward to this week's action as well. I certainly am, Mark, and I will report that we are now at 183 consecutive days with no measurable trace of rainfall in the uh, Las Vegas Valley. So we've uh, exceeded a record set uh, more than half a century ago. So that's been the big news around here, of course, with uh, the early voting and all the other things happening as well. Football is a nice relief uh, and a good reason to stay indoors these days. And by the way, I heard you talking about uh, uh, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh uh, game this coming week. I don't know if you got a chance to mention it, but I have to believe there's a little emotional advantage there for the Steelers as well because, remember, it was the Tennessee COVID-19 outbreak that caused the postponement of their mm-hmm. earlier game, moved it up to this week. And the reason why it may make a big difference, aside from players having already planned their bye weeks earlier in the season, the bye week was supposed to be this week. And why is that important? They've got that big divisional game up against the Baltimore Ravens next week. Baltimore has a bye this week. Pittsburgh does not. That's uh, going to factor in, I think, a lot to perhaps the way people approach that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game next week. So that might just be a little bit more added motivation for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Good insight from Andy Isco joining us from Las Vegas on the upcoming Tennessee-Pittsburgh game and also reminding us that it's been 183 dry days in Las Vegas. Andy, we'll trade you because right now here in South Florida, we're in monsoon season right now. And we've had three inches of rain, uh, I think, each of the past three days in a row. It's just coming down in droves here. So we're getting what you're not, Andy, right now. But, you know, the bottom line is that stuff all tends to level out and when it gets to be the winter season down here, 
and things start uh, warming up a little bit in Vegas here, we can cancel out the rain factor and just do what we do best, and that's handicap football games. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, one of the great discoveries or innovations or inventions over the next uh, several decades will be uh, to find a way to even out the uh, distribution of rainfall because we could certainly use some of your excess. <laughs> well, speaking about excess, Andy, here, uh, first of all, I want to make a, a mention here in Andy's weekly logical approach football newsletter. You want to get your hands in a copy this week, guys, because Andy tears apart uh, the question of whether or not the home dog in the National Football League is an endangered species or whether or not it was just a myth to begin with. So if you want to find yourself privy to inside information on what home dogs mean in the National Football League, go to thelogicalapproach.com and download this week's newsletter for that and all of Andy's selection sides on the football card this week as well. And Andy, we talked about uh, excess and uh, there hasn't been so much excess in the Westgate Superbook contest this year because the entries were cut down in half from last year. Uh, how are things standing as far as the Classic and the Gold goes in the Westgate so far as we speak on the show today? Yeah, actually, it was cut down by almost two-thirds. They had over 3,300 uh, entries in the, uh, the Classic Super Contest last season. And uh, this year, it was cut down to slightly under 1,200, so almost a two-thirds decrease. Of course, a lot of that uh, res was resulting from the Circa Million, which we'll get to shortly, which in its inaugural season of last season had 1,875 entries. This year, it's 3,148, so that's had a significant increase and taken some of the uh, business away from the Westgate, which, by the way, means for those who are in the Westgate, uh, the 1,173, you've got a better chance of cashing and in fact, uh, roughly 1 in 12 will cash because they pay the top 100 places. Looking at uh, how that contest is faring this year, uh, last week the consensus was 2 and 3 uh, against the point spread. The uh, number one selection overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, was a, a fairly easy cover. For the year, uh, 15 and 16 for the consensus as a whole. There was one extra game in there because it was a tie for the fifth most popular selection a few weeks back. Overall, the number one selection in the contest, 3-3 three and three on the season through the first six weeks. The leader in the contest out of a possible 30 points for a perfect 30-0 uh, ATS. Not far off. The one leader, 25-5 and five thus far this season, 25 out of a possible 30 points, has a uh, one-point uh, one lead over a contestant in second place who has 23-5 and two pushes. There are two more at 22.5 points, two at 22, three at 21.5, half. half point further back. There are six at 21, 10 at 20.5, and, and 21 contestants at 20. And 20 out of 30 right now would be a percentage rate of 66.7%. So a nice uh, number of people, about 30, uh, 35 or so, uh, hitting at least 67% uh, through the first six weeks. Uh, the Super Contest Gold, that's the $5,000 entry fee, winner take all. That drew 72 participants this season. The consensus last week, 3-2, and two, that's 17-13 and 13 on the season. The number one pick in that contest as well was the Pittsburgh Steelers, the easy winner, and that brings to the year the record for the top selection each week, 4-2. and two. As you would uh, expect, the winning percentage in a contest with only 72 participants would be somewhat lower than a contest with 1,172 participants, and that indeed is the case. The contest leader in the winner-take-all Super Contest Gold, 22-8 and eight for 22 out of a possible uh, 30 points. Uh, rather than go down the individual list, it uh, goes down to 7 at 18. 
a total of 19 contestants, a little bit more than a quarter of the field, are at 18 points or higher. And that's a pretty nice percentage to be hitting what is the equivalent of 60%, 18 out of 30. Uh, getting to the big contest, the Circa Million this year that had over the 3,100 entrants. Uh, for the year, uh, after a, uh, a two- and three-week last week, uh, the consensus, which had been doing extremely well, still has a very nice 18-12 and 12 record playing the top five selections each week. Top selection last week, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they uh, failed to cover as uh, Philadelphia made a uh, comeback for the second straight week against an AFC North opponent. Uh, so Baltimore did not cover as the number one selection in the Circa Million last week, but nonetheless, four and two for the number one pick in the Circus uh, contest, Circa Million contest for the season. Uh, the quarterly prize, which is uh, over $250,000 split amongst the top three entries uh, through the uh, first two weeks of the second quarter, two contestants at 10 and 0, three more at 9, 0 and 1, uh, 39 at 9 and 1. And that's been a very strong start for the second uh, quarter of the season. The overall contest leader, one uh, entry is at 25, 4, and 1. Another entry, at, that's 25 and a half points. Another entry is at 25 and 5, and two are at 24, 5, and 1. And from the identification of the aliases in the contest, it seems as though one uh, entrant has three entries using a similar, using the same name, but entries one, two, and three account for the top three uh, leaders in the contest right now. So uh, that uh, entry is looking at a very nice prize if they can keep up uh, this pace leading and being in second and third as well. Overall, uh, we're going down to a two at 24, five, and one, one at 23 and a half points. There are two at 23, three at 22 and a half. And then we start to bunch up a bit, 15 contestants at 22 and eight at the top of the leaderboard in the Circa Million. Finally, the Circa Survivor, that's the $1,000 entry fee, a straight, uh, picked straight up winner of a game, a traditional last man standing, king of the hill type contest. Uh, once you're eliminated, you're out. And of course, you can only use the same team once. Uh, heading into week six, out of the 1,390 entrants, 410 remained alive. 353 of those uh, won uh, their selection last week. So 353 will advance to week seven. 56 were eliminated. 51 eliminated by picking New England over Denver. Five were eliminated by picking Minnesota over Atlanta. And for some reason, I still cannot fathom, there was one entrant who did not select the pick and got eliminated as a result of that. Wow, falling asleep at the switch. I guess uh, there was no time change involved or something like that. So who knows why somebody would put up that kind of money and not elect to put a selection in. But, you know, we're not going to handicap those people. We're going to handicap the football games. And that was a great review from Andy Isco in Las Vegas on exactly what's going on with the big contests in Las Vegas. And Andy... I know our listeners also like to know what were the lines that Jay Cornegay sent out from the Westgate Superbook as far as advanced lines go for next week's NFL football games. Okay, Mark, just to give a little bit of perspective, these lines come out Tuesday uh, of the week prior to the games played. So I'll be talking about the games that will be played Thursday, October 29th through Monday, November 2nd. These lines came out on Tuesday, October 20th just shy of 11 a.m. Pacific time. So plenty of time, and, this be, and these lines, of course, coming out even before this Thursday night's game between the Giants and Eagles uh, has been played. The game on Thursday, October 29th, Atlanta is at Carolina. The Panthers at Carolina open two-and-a-half-point home favorites. 
Sunday, November 1st, Indianapolis at Detroit. Indianapolis, a three-point road favorite. NFC North rivalry, Minnesota at Green Bay, a rematch of the opening game of the year. Green Bay, which won that opening game as a small road dog, is now a six-and-a-half-point home favorite over the Vikings. Key AFC East matchup, New England, will be at Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills, a three-point home favorite. The red-hot Tennessee Titans will be at the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Titans on the road favored by three-and-a-half. Our Las Vegas Raiders will be in Cleveland to uh, uh, face your favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns favored at home by three-and-a-half. Now, everyone sit down for this one. The New York Jets will be at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> opened as 21-point home favorites, and there's already been some action. And, yes, the Chiefs have been bet up to 21-and-a-half-point home favorites over wow. the uh, winless 0-6 New York Jets, who are not just winless straight up. They have failed to cover a point spread this year, and they've failed by a significant average margin per game. Only Dallas is 0-6 against the spread. They've at least been competitive. So Kansas City now 21.5-point home favorites over the Jets. The Los Angeles Rams will be down in Miami. The Rams favored by 3.5 on the road at the Miami, showing the respect that the Dolphins do deserve. We'll see how they respond from their bye week with Tua uh, announced as the starting quarterback for Miami. The New Orleans Saints at Chicago. Saints three-point road favorites. San Francisco, a key NFC West matchup, will be at Seattle. That game opened with Seattle, a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. The early action has pushed Seattle down to minus six. Dallas will be at Philadelphia, and this will be the Sunday night game flexed to the Sunday night game uh, next weekend on November 1st. And the Philadelphia Eagles, which opened three-point home favorites, Bet in the early action up to three and a half. The Chargers will be at the Denver Broncos. Broncos off of their upset win at New England last week. They host Kansas City this week. This game initially opened as a pick'em, and there was a lot of early action in the first six or seven hours that actually resulted in a switch of favorites. Opening a pick, the early money made Denver a one-point home favorite, and continued action uh, moved that line up to the Chargers minus one. We'll see what happens after the uh, Broncos uh, play this weekend. Uh, and uh, the Chargers as well, who uh, uh, will be in action against Jacksonville. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens, a game I touched about at the opening. The Baltimore Ravens, and this line actually surprised me, shows the Baltimore Ravens as six-point home favorites over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Surprises me for several reasons. Number one, this is historically, at least when both teams have been very good, a three-point game. And number two... It seems, given Pittsburgh's record, that they are getting a lot more points than they should. And more importantly, as far as this specific matchup goes, and this is something everyone may want to consider, we've not seen Baltimore able to step up in the big games, going back to their playoff games, going back to uh, their game at Kansas City uh, this year. So this line surprises me, and yet at the same time, there's been no early action either way on this game that I've been able to uh, detect. Finally, Monday, November 2nd, the Monday night matchup, Tampa Bay will be at the New York Giants. The New York Giants not quite, in, not quite getting as little respect as their uh, co-tenants at MetLife Stadium are, the Jets. Tampa Bay opened an 8.5-point road favorite. Early action has moved this line down to Tampa Bay minus 8. That's a review of the Westgate Superbook lines, or advanced lines for the NFL football games for the games coming up next week. 
keep an eye on those lines and see how they move according to results this week to find out if there's any value on those football games and why those lines happen to move. We're visiting with Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas and getting the Vegas vibe to find out exactly what's going on in Vegas this week. And Andy, before we let you go, I know our listeners would love to know what you've got on tap for your complimentary play on the show this week. Well, Mark, I'm going to take a look at the uh, interconference matchup, the Green Bay Packers over uh, are facing the uh, Houston uh, Texans. Uh, off their bye week, Green Bay was embarrassed at Tampa Bay last week, losing 38-10 to 10 as Aaron Rodgers, uh, their quarterback, played extremely poorly, arguably uh, one of the poorest games of his uh, career. It was also the first time this year that Green Bay had their uh, had a negative turnover margin uh, for the game. Meanwhile, uh, Houston was unable to uh, follow up their first win of the season, uh, failing to hold a late lead in Tennessee uh, before losing in overtime. Of course, uh, one of the key takeaways in that game was the uh, decision uh, that's been scrutinized of Romeo Cornell going for uh, two rather than kicking an extra point and getting an eight-point lead. And, of course, uh, that did not uh, uh, materialize, uh, to, rather to get a nine-point lead uh, rather than a, a seven, uh, an eight-point lead, and that did not uh, work out in their favor. Uh, statistically, these teams are similar. Uh, well above average on offense, somewhat below average defensively. The key edge that I show for Green Bay, their number one ranked rushing game, 139 yards per game facing Houston's last-ranked rushing defense, allowing 178. Uh, Green Bay is 5-1 ATS. Houston uh, just 1-4. Rodgers really has poor games back-to-back, uh, -back -back, and with a solid uh, running game to support his passing, uh, Green Bay has the, uh, uh, the ability to dictate the flow of this game with that balance. Against the one common foe that these teams have faced, Green Bay had the much better effort in an opening week win at Minnesota than did Houston a couple of weeks ago against the Vikings when they lost at home. Uh, I've got Green Bay winning this game by uh, 7 to 10 points. Uh, nonetheless, I would still recommend if you're able to buy this line down from 3.5 to 3, if it doesn't get there by game time, as I suspect it's possible it will, uh, I would lay Green Bay minus 3, if possible, in their contest at Houston this weekend. Andy Esco playing on the embarrassed Green Bay Packers, as we alluded to earlier on the show, for his complimentary play on the NFL card this week. Andy, great job on the show, as always, once again. I'm going to wish you the best of luck this week and look forward to visiting with you next week here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. I want to wish you, Victor, and the listeners a great weekend. I'm especially going to be wishing uh, Victor a very good reason for reasons that uh, you and he probably both know. Yes, we do, and thank you so much. I appreciate that. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Vegas. And don't go away, guys. When we come back, we're going to put the final wraps on the show with our awesome angle of the week and complimentary plays from both myself and Victor when we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. If you haven't seen Andy Isco's The Logical Approach football newsletter, then you owe it to yourself to download this week's newsletter in time for the football games this week. Check out the new issue every week at TheLogicalApproach.com. See what winning football information is all about at TheLogicalApproach.com. We're going against the spread with Mark Lawrence after this. 
Attention sports fans, it's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need, guaranteed. That's mybookie.a as in Apple and G as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. To put a final spin on this week's show, let's do what Mark does best. His awesome, awesome angle of the week. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Our awesome angle of the week on the NFL card this week, and we call it shooting craps. And what we're looking to do is to play against any 4-2 and two NFL team in Game 7 of the season if they're coming off a straight-up loss of 7 or more points. Just that simple. Game 7 teams coming off a loss of 7 or more points. If the teams are 4-2 and two in the season, by playing against them, we are 20-5 and five against the spread since 1980. We'll be fading the L.A. Rams this week as they're shooting craps in their football game play against the L.A. Rams this week for our awesome angle play on the show this week. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Victor King from King Creole Sports to find out exactly what Victor's got on tap this week and also what Tuco may have on hand this week as well. Red Hot Tuco, we're all anxious to hear, Victor. Yes, and we will bring Tuco back into the picture despite his uh, loss last week. You know, in the beginning portion of the show, Mark, we, we touched on... Finding the best value, whether it is in the point spread, whether it is in the over underline, and anticipating when you think the odds makers will be making a move in regards to the lines. I haven't seen it yet in terms of over unders. I say that because the average over underline in the NFL for this week is still at the century mark at fifty point three. Basically, it's telling me that the odds makers are still putting out OU lines based on what happened in the first month of the season rather than what happened last week. When I start seeing the average line creeping down into the high 40s or mid 40s, then I'll know they have made a move. So what this is telling me is let's find the value in unders this week in the NFL in games in which your line is three to four points less than what the actual line is. And that's what we've done in this week's issue of the totals tip sheet. Three unders in the totals tip sheet for our best bets in games in which we perceive our line to be about three to four, anywhere from three to five points of actual over-under line value. So that's what's in this week's totals tip sheet. Three games in the NFL in which we are going under the total uh, more of the same in Week 7, I believe it. I would be willing to wager, pun intended, that there'll be more unders this week in the NFL than overs. With that said, we're going to be betting one over this week in the NFL. Just one. But while accumulating this week's tip sheet, working on this week's tip sheet, one game did stand out to me big time. We're going to be using that game as our NFL five-star game of the month for October. It's the only game this weekend in which we will be betting on the over, and it's a game in which we think we've got anywhere from five to six points of actual over-underline value. We're going to be posting that play on the playbook.com website. It'll be up there by Wednesday evening, so you can check it out, get your action in as soon as possible, take advantage of the softer lines right now. Now, with that said, yeah, Tuco lost last week, folks. The Rams, 
They never got there. 16 points against the 49ers. Tuco had the Rams over 27. It was a stinker. Okay, I understand it. We're going to give him a pass. Uh, after all, he's still, what, uh, in his career, somewhere around 17 and 6. But here, here's where he's going this week. And, yeah, our boy is going over the total with the Cincinnati Bengals, who are entertaining our Cleveland Browns this particular week. The Cincinnati team total is 24 points. And Tuco's going over that total. Let's start with this particular series. We already know the Bengals in the last two games versus the Browns have scored 33 and 30 points in the last two meetings. And when playing at home in this series, Cincinnati has scored 33, 20, 30, 31, and 31 points. So their average home total against Cleveland has been 29.0 over the last five years. They're going to be looking to attack a defense that's already allowing 31.2 points per game on the year. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we played the Cowboys over their team total in the most recent Browns road game, and we're going there again. In fact, look at this. Check out these numbers. The Browns on the road this season have allowed 38 points, 38 points, and 38 points. Uh, wow. At least they're consistent. <laughs> That's the worst scoring road defense by far in the NFL. The next worst team is Houston at only 34 points per game. And dating back to even last season, Cleveland has allowed an average of 33.5 points per game in all road games in which the over-under line is 41 or more points. Uh, we could very well have some sort of a shootout uh, in Cincinnati when the Bengals take on the Browns. Either way, Tuco is going over 24 points for Cincinnati. That's his team total of the week. Yes, we took away his purple squeaky toy again. We'll pull it out of the desk drawer on Sunday morning so he can play with it. But uh, he'll be okay. He's got plenty of other toys. But yes, we did put the squeaky toy on suspension again this week. Tuco comes right back with Cincinnati Bengals over 24 points. Don't forget this week's playbook newsletter, this week's totals tip sheet. This week's Midweek Alert newsletter. And again, our five-star NFL game of the month will be going over the total. And it'll be up on the website uh, anytime on Wednesday evening. Victor takes away the squeaky toy after one loss to Tuco. <laughs> That's discipline, boy. <laughs> it's high, st- high standards. <laughs> yes, it is. You're expecting a lot better than that. So Tuco over 24 points with the Cincinnati Bengals for his play this week. And be sure to... Log on and pick up Victor's five-star NFL Game of the Month, a total over-the-total play on this week's football card at playbook.com this weekend. Before I get to my complimentary play, once again, our friends at mybookie.ag are reminding you, you can still get double your first deposit bonuses when you log on at mybookie.ag. Make your first deposit and get double your first bonus as a match. Call toll-free 1-844-866-BETS. That's 1-844-866-2387 for your double your first deposit bonus at mybookie.ag. And this weekend, I'll also be releasing my Perfect System Play of the Year. Going this weekend, part of another $69 weekend of winners were documented 14-3 and on this Perfect System Play of the Year. Since the inception of the Perfect System Club, you want to get this play and all of our college and NFL plays for just $69 complete. Log on at playbook.com or call me toll-free to get on board today at 
77. And my complimentary play on the show this week, we're going to go inside the Southeast Conference and play the Missouri Tigers plus five and a half points at home when they host Kentucky, catching the Wildcats off their big straight-up underdog win at Tennessee last week. Kentucky wins 34-7 to at Tennessee, their first win there since 1984, but compiled only 294 total yards of offense in their 34-point effort, largely because of four major turnovers that went their way, two of them pick sixes. Take a look at Mark Stoops, the Kentucky head coach, in games after winning straight up as an underdog. He's just 2-4 and four straight up and 2-6 and six straight up, I should say, and 3-5 and five to the spread the following game. His opponent, Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach from Missouri, is 5-1 and one to the number when taking points in his college football coaching career. We'll play Missouri plus the points over Kentucky for our complimentary play on the show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps in this edition of Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports, our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com in Vegas for joining in the show, and for our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.